Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. On the show today, State Representative Mike Sparks joins us from the road, and we're going to talk to uh, Town Manager Brian Hercules and Town Attorney Jeff Peach in just a few. But uh, the 112th General Assembly is off and running, and Mike, it's been a busy week, I guess, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, Brian. Um, you know, we've got we have a special education session with the governor, and um, we finished that up last week. Uh, the speaker appointed me to finance uh, and commerce and education, so I'm having to go to a lot of finance meetings this week. I just took off to um, to go to a funeral, just left um, Sissy Adcock. A lot of folks may remember Miss Adcock. She was a nurse at Dr. Pinto's office years ago, where Turner Security is, where Danny Tolleson uh, is, and um, so prayers go out to Julie Adcock and or Julie Peterson now, and uh, Greg uh, Adcock, her her brother. But yeah, it's been an exciting week. You know, just uh, people moving offices. Um, we haven't. We're in the same place, but um, uh, it's pretty exciting to be on budget and finance to see um, you know all the different departments and uh, and what goes on. It's the first time I've served on finance uh, in my my tenure up here. But uh, I want to thank Brian and. Jeff for filling in uh, on some of the issues uh, today for me. Well, um, I, I guess you all are just kind of really organizing right now. Is that kind of how things are going to go? Yes. I mean, a lot of most lawmakers aren't up this week and, and next because of uh, but budget we're, we're, we're meeting. But um, uh, there are some freshmen that's moving around. You know, we've had some people that uh, retired uh, that's not up here anymore. So, um, so they're moving everyone around. And um, uh, I think about Thirty percent of these offices kind of turn over. It seems like um, so we're getting organized with that, and um, uh, people are just trying to find their way and, and learn. I think we've got um, uh, forgot how many new freshman lawmakers that we have uh, this year, but um, you know it's always exciting to get new people coming in and new committee assignments. It's the first time I've been on education, and uh, it's ironic of the day when I had J.C. Bowman up two weeks ago. And um, ask him to help me with my legislation, get it, get with the governor, and apparently he's stepped on a couple of toes. And about the education commissioner, and I looked down on my phone, and the education commissioner just texted me, and I've never heard from her in my life. And I often talk about strange coincidences and synchronicities. I use that as an example, but it'll be exciting. So if any teachers have concerns, you know, my cell number's five two five three one nine eight. They're welcome to call or text me. And uh, I'm sure I'll get a lot of calls this this year being on education. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, we've got uh, two or three minutes left. What do you think are the the top two or three issues that um, you're going to face in the General Assembly this year? Well, it's you know it's always education, Brian. And and to be just honest, I, the reason I I didn't really want to be on education these years is due to all the conflict and battling and fighting. And sometimes I feel like I'm better on the, you know, doing, supporting. But this year I'll be right there in the middle of it. And, uh, you know, I care about what teachers say, whether it's TA or PET or, or folks that aren't a member of, of either organization, um, you know, value what they have to say. And, um, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be, COVID-19, getting students back in the, in, into the classroom, which I think they need to be there. Uh, one of the issues that, that I think the governor has really been hitting on, and I brought this up in a budget meeting yesterday, 
was, you know, third grade reading comprehension. And, and if we're really going to improve that, we've got to have a, a strong plan. And I had a judge call me the other day. We were talking, and, well, his wife's a school teacher, and, you know, she was concerned with some of the bills. And um, we were talking. I said, man, we've really got to hit these issues. And, and and he says, well, Mike, I don't know how we're going to change it until we, we get really work on the family unit and get fathers involved, to get mentors involved, and and um, and I brought up yesterday that that the, they used to say it's it's a myth, but that when they forecast prison beds, it's based on third grade reading levels, and it's sad to think that. But um, you know, until we reach the family and these these young guys and and girls when they're little and start reading and start getting them involved, I don't see how we're going to turn around. You know, I've got that that. Uh, counselor bill social worker bill that has a little bit of a fiscal note but um but i said you know our prison budget is 1.1 billion 1.1 billion dollars and we need to invest on the front end to to save on the on the back end a criminal justice reform i think it will be a will be a topic big team um as as well all Um, right well we're gonna um check on the news and bring brian and uh jeff in and I will catch up with you here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thank you. Thank, right. thank you all. Take care now. We'll see State Bye. Representative Mike Sparks joining us. TRN News right now at 1030. TRN News. Nashville Works is holding a virtual job resource fair today so employers and applicants can communicate remotely. The fair will be held from 2 to 4 p.m. over Zoom with over half a dozen companies looking to fill positions. To register for an interview, go to Nashville.gov and search Virtual Job Fair Series. The FBI in Memphis is asking for help identifying a woman who may have information about the identity of a child sexual assault victim. The FBI says Jane Doe, 43, is white with dark hair and between 20 and 30 years old. The FBI has released photos of the woman who was shown with a child first seen in October of 2019. The woman is wanted as part of the FBI's Operation Rescue Me and the Endangered Child Alert Program. I'm Libby Cunningham. Number one for news from across the state. This is the Tennessee Radio Network. Small businesses in the historic downtown of Murfreesboro are the heartbeat of your neighborhood, the spine of your local economy, and the spirit of your town. This is Sarah Callender, and it takes a village to keep our downtown strong and vibrant. Make a choice in 2021 to eat at, shop in, visit, and do business with the locally owned small businesses in historic downtown Murfreesboro. Do business with your neighbors in 2021. Come downtown for unique shopping unique gifts and unique experiences srm concrete with every new day every sunrise we build structures that stand the test of time and upon their foundations are our homes where we work where our kids go to school and with that comes tremendous pride we don't just make concrete we build relationships trust confidence We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. Hey guys, it's Scott. Start this year prioritizing your health. I recommend Low T Center. It all starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $135 a month, self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. <laughs> 
This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by AmeriCare Pest Control and the Law Offices of John Day. Does your home or business need COVID-19 virus cleaning? Hi, I'm Tom Sweat from AmeriCare Services. We're a locally owned company and we specialize in cleaning and disinfecting for the COVID-19 virus. Our EPA registered and approved products are 100% effective at killing COVID-19. To learn more, contact AmeriCare at 893-7111 or on the web at americareservices.com forward slash coronavirus. Now let's check those WGNS Good Neighbor events. The Rutherford County Library System thanks our frontline heroes. You have done so much for the community. Now the area libraries want you to know it. Now through May 31st, they're offering extended checkout periods and no fines for overdue materials. That's at all Rutherford County Library facilities through May 31st. And you can still sign up for the five-week Garden Basic class. It's virtual this year and begins on the first Thursday night in March. Since it is virtual this year, Several people can sign up on one membership as long as you use the same computer to be a part of the class. So for one $50 fee, everybody in your group can be a part of the class. For more information, get with the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. WGNS reminds you, when you're eligible, be sure and get your COVID-19 vaccination. But until then, Wash your hands regularly with soap, cover your cough, wear a mask, and avoid crowds. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetSTHealthCare.com. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. If you've been thinking of building at the Maples, you now have 38 new lots to choose from. Come see us from 1 to 5 Saturday and Sunday at our sales center on Iverson Drive to choose your lot and floor plan. We're ready to build your dream home. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com or call 896-4740. Maples Realty and Auction. If you have an iPhone or use an Android, we have an app for both. WGNS AM and FM is everywhere you need us to be. On air and on demand. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, the Magic Jukebox came up with uh, a great song for these two gentlemen Ramblin' Man, <laughs> Brian Hercules. Uh, Smyrna Town Manager Jeff Peach, Town Attorney, joining us here as we talk uh, Smyrna Issues presented by Turner Security. Fellas, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Looking good. Appreciate it. Feeling good. New year. New year. New budget. Yeah. Well, it's new budget cycle. We're, we're starting <laughs> right. budgets right now. Well, and the, and, and, and budgets always go on, don't they? It seems like it. 
It, it, it sure seems like but it's it's interesting in fact we've got our first budget hearings uh, with the department heads in the morning to get it prepared to, to put it in place by july to keep moving forward and tonight at our council workshop we'll actually be doing our mid-year budget review mm. for the council so they'll know where we're at so is there ever a month you don't think about the budget no there's no. not a day that not we don't day. think about it. <laughs> i want all the taxpayers to know that there's not a day we don't look at the budget <laughs> oh goodness oh, a lot of great things uh going on and um uh, I, I know that what what is the the biggest question that you get called in right now in smyrna uh, is it about Sam Ridley Parkway? <laughs> I, I would say there's two things that we're we're getting a lot of calls about, and one of them is the roads. Uh, there's a lot of activity in Smyrna right now with Sam Ridley Parkway under construction and uh, Jefferson Pike, uh, and thanks to Mike Sparks and some of our other uh, constituents there at the Capitol for helping us work with TDOT and get that resolved. But uh, we'll have the uh, kickoff for... Uh, State Route 266, Jefferson Pike, 1st of March, and that's a 36-month project that will be going on. Uh, but Sam Ridley Parkway, yeah, it's interesting because the calls we get with Sam Ridley right now are, um, you're never going to finish this road because nobody's working out there. And, you know, one of the things, I guess, the myths I'd like to debunk is there are people working out there. Uh, right now, a lot of work's being done at night because it's drainage where we're having to cut the roads, get the drainage in and those kind of things. Then, of course, the weather has not been our friend. Uh, anytime we get a couple inches of rain, that slows us down a little bit. But there's so much that has to happen before you actually see the road built, uh, getting the grade right, getting the, uh, uh, the stormwater, all the utilities moved, and those kind of things. And that process has not slowed down. Uh, we've been going at it uh, pretty, pretty hot and heavy down there. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll start seeing that daytime work starting to pick back up here very soon. Uh, and you'll see some people out there moving mm -hmm. about and that kind of stuff. We're still on track. That project should complete by the end of this year, and that'll give us the six-lane from I-24 to Old Nashville Highway on both. It will be a six-lane, three lanes on each side. So pretty exciting stuff. As as folks who travel that, um, Jeff, I'm sure that that's going to be welcome to have have that done. Yes. It? You know, it's such a high-volume road, uh, and it used to it, but it would just happen uh, – during those peak hours, but it's almost uh, any, if it's daylight and, and you're traveling on Sam Ridley, you're gonna run into some traffic. And uh, so that's another thing, they have to really watch when they're doing the construction because you don't wanna totally halt uh, any of those lanes. Uh, so it's uh, uh, Brian and uh, his uh, public works director have a, a hard task ahead of them to, to try to keep things flowing while also making the improvement. Yeah, um, I've, I've kind of heard that or, or had someone say that the sam sam ridley is analogous to murfreesboro's uh old fort parkway Very you similar, know yeah. and in terms of the traffic and the volume and and, <laughs> and 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 medical center park parkway really helped that um you know another artery and you all are working on that too aren't we you? are uh, i'm glad you brought that up you know we just extended enon springs west for a couple reasons first and foremost was the safety of our schools out there working with the county uh, school system we've got two new schools right at the interstate at rocky fork and that rocky fork road was a very curved you know no shoulder two-lane road and we wanted to make sure and, and safe that up for the kids travel back and forth to the schools second thing is is long term uh, we're working with uh, some of our uh, partners with uh, Brentwood Franklin Williamson County Nolansville Rutherford County and Smyrna uh, we're, we're engaged in conversations now for about a year about a long-term road plan that would take 
Enon Springs West is what we're calling it now, the new road over to uh, McEwen. And, it, and you're exactly right. What happens is that will then take some of that traffic off of Sam Ridley Parkway. Our long-term vision would be that we'd also be able to engage uh, uh, the federal government and TDOT uh, that at the Rocky Fork overpass there where there's a bridge now, we would love to see a third entrance into Smyrna and uh, be able to achieve a uh, exit ramp uh, there with the uh, Federal Highway. You know, I, I bet back in the day, Jeff, when, when we were thinking about this interstate coming through and it's like, um, would you have ever thought that there would be the need for, I mean, you could put four exits in Smyrna and it'd still not be enough, I think, that, right now. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's moving uh, all the time and growing so fast mm -hmm. and uh, uh you know the uh, the town council and the administration has been working on a uh, interstate exchange for many years and it's just it's a it's a long process but that would surely uh, ease a lot of that residential traffic coming off of there uh, and we've got Brian Hercules, town manager, town attorney Jeff Peach in studio with us today. Uh, this last year has been dominated um, in COVID news and, and what's going on and, and how we deal with that. And Jeff, how, how has that changed what you do every day uh, with COVID-19? Well, obviously we have to uh, stay abreast of all of the, uh, the legislation that comes out, but specifically uh, Governor Lee's executive orders. Um, I think the last count was 74, I believe. Um, so just making sure that, that the town uh, encourages and follows those policies and communicate that to, to Brian and uh, to the other employees and, and, and leaders within the city. And uh, it's been a moving target uh, for, for quite some time, but uh, I feel that we've adjusted and, and uh, done a pretty good job at it, I felt like, in the town of Smyrna. I, I think so, too. You know, and, and Jeff is absolutely correct. It's a moving target. It's, but, you know, the other thing I think that people don't realize, you know, they look for us to have answers to a lot of questions, um, you know, and, and we appreciate that, and we do our very best to, to provide those answers. Uh, but we want to give good answers. We want to make sure we've got the right information. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's like when you have your first child, somebody tells you there's not a book written to tell you how to do this. Uh, with COVID-19, there was not a book. We weren't prepared. Uh, we've had to make changes on the fly to do things to meet the orders that the governor's put out. Also, to, to make sure that we're doing everything we can, not only for the community, but for mm -hmm. our employees to keep them safe. Uh, who would have ever guessed that we would have closed town hall uh, and found a way to do business either through the internet or through phone uh, and those kind of things. And, and those things had to happen quickly to keep no interruption in the business cycle. So we, we did our very best and uh, very proud of our employees and our council uh, for allowing us to do those things, but also the community for understanding. Uh, and it's not over. I mean, we're still dealing with, with certain parts of this now with the vaccinations and those kind of things, but uh, everybody's responded very well. Brian, do you think after um, after this is all said and done, you, you, we get we get past the the, the, the pandemic, hopefully here, and um, are are there things that we can learn from this to make government more efficient, make uh, and and maybe have a plan for something else like this that may come down the road? Oh, absolutely, and I've made this comment to our council. We've changed our business practices that w some of these things will, will never change back. It, it's caused us to, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, we used to force people that you had to come in and sign up for your water service or your gas service. Well, now you can do it over the Internet. Now you can do it by phone. 
we won't go back to forcing people to come into the office. It's streamlined some of our business practices. Also in our codes department, we've learned how to take uh, codes requests and, and permitting and stuff via the internet now. That helps the builders, keeps them from having to make trips down to our office, those kind of things. Uh, payments, we've, we've uh, Jeff uh, and his group in legal have done a, just a great job of helping us learn some of the laws, some of the protections we needed uh, to be able to take payments over the phone, take payments via credit cards and things like that. that you know, a lot of mainstream businesses already did, but from a municipal standpoint, we had not invested the money in the technology and those kind of things because we're trying to be, you know, good, uh, responsible uh, mm -hmm. taxpayer money uh, users here, uh, uh, stewards, I should say. Uh, but it's forced us to say, you know, we've got to come up to those standards and we've got to. And it's, it's, so it's changed the way we do business. Uh, you know, I'd also say it's made us more agile, adaptive, and effective as far and efficient, actually, by, you know, we're the Zoom meetings, for sure. example. Uh, a lot of those times, you know, instead of spending the money for gas to go to Nashville or the time to go to Nashville or those professionals maybe that you have to engage that you're paying on an hourly basis to have that face-to-face -face meeting with the computer, you're saving, you know, probably two or three hours of billing time. Uh, so uh, I think it's, uh, it's allowed us to even see where we can uh, save more dollars and also be more efficient throughout the day. It's a time saver, too. I mean, for a lot of folks, you're talking about driving to Nashville. You may go to a meeting and your meeting be, uh, you know, two times shorter than your trip there and back. Absolutely. Correct. Yes. Correct. You know, and so th that that allows you to get more things done and be more efficient uh, in, in that as well as, as saving money. I, I'm sure that, you know, when, when an executive order 60 and then 61 and see all of these things come down, then you have to react and see what do we need to do. And then if the water department says, well, we're, we're trying to work toward this, well, can, can we do that? And the legal part, I mean, you've, you all have been really busy, I would say. Yes, and that's the great part. Is, is It's a great partnership uh, since Brian's been, been there. And uh, as soon as an order comes out, the first thing that we do is, is uh, he and I meet. And we decide how does this affect us and what's the best way to address uh, the, the spirit and the goals of this order. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hercules, town manager, and Jeff Peach, town attorney, joining us today. Got a, a couple of minutes left, um, and, and I did want to kind of take this from from COVID. And, and you know, I, I know in January and December and November, we had kind of a tough time and some things had to be readjusted. So now that our numbers are a little better, or are, are, are some things opening up, diff different changes now? Yeah, several city? things. Thank you for asking that question because uh, I am happy to announce that next week on February 2nd we'll be opening our SOAC which is our Smyrna Outdoor Activity Center back up uh, we've got a great display down there right now it's the Harley Davidson display the kids are going to love it they can literally build a motorcycle uh, they've got a frame there and they've got all these different parts that they can decide what color seat what and then they can see how that uh, machine operates and then there's also some things uh, that give them some uh, science type uh, learning experience with motorcycles as far as uh, moving down the road and why a motorcycle with only two wheels can stay up based on speed and those kind of things so it's just some really cool stuff but you know that's one of those things that it's a uh, one of the uh, 
uh, you know, parts of our community that the children love and the parents enjoy. And, and, you know, we have our rock climbing walls. We have all the different things that are associated with that. And unfortunately, we've had to keep them closed just based on uh, safety issues. And, you know, uh, the governor's order that restricted us to no more than 10 people and those kind of things. So it was not efficient to keep those buildings open. Uh, but we're bringing those back. We're also uh, going to be opening back up. Uh, and I know this sounds crazy, but people looking for places to have birthday parties and stuff. So now with the new governor's order, we're going to be able to, there'll be a limited number available, but we will be able to have some of those services back to the community. So we're excited about that. So SOAC will be opening, opening back up on February 2nd. Hopefully if we can get to spring and, and get outdoors and, and breathe fresh air and not be all cooped up uh, like, like we have been here in the wintertime, I, I, hopefully that, that will help us turn the corner and the vaccines and all together. Maybe it's the perfect storm to get past this COVID. Well, that's been one of the most exciting things that's happened for COVID because of COVID is, man, our parks people are out yeah they're on bicycles they're at the basketball court they're on the playgrounds and speaking of playgrounds real quick uh under construction right now in a partnership with the town of smyrna and with the rotary club we have our freedom all-inclusive playground it's actually under construction uh thank you to uh the uh, uh, christy houston foundation for helping us with helping us with a grant for that but it is literally under construction and should be open uh, by the spring uh, that's going to be awesome it's, it's exciting yeah uh, that, that that and and springtime and that'll be really uh really good we got uh, maybe a minute and a half here and i did want to ask because i know you've been asked fielding questions about why are the uh holiday lights still up in the town so <laughs> you want to answer <laughs> the that holiday lights are still up through the end of january uh working with our friends at stonecrest uh just to honor those frontline workers also our first responders uh we made the choice to join with uh Stonecrest and keep our holiday lights up. We asked our community to to join us if they would. Some have, but the holiday lights are still on and they'll be on through January 31st and then they'll be coming down. But just to, to show some appreciation. Yeah. Uh, for those folks out there on the front lines well that gives me an excuse I, we still have our tree up so you know you're, you're I, just being part of i guess i guess i, I just haven't Christmas. <laughs> yeah. uh, finding the time to get it that's the, always the big thing everybody's excited to put it up but never to take it down oh, right, right. <laughs> all, all great things going on uh, in the town of smyrna and you all do a great job of communicating through the the town's website and and social platforms and things too so just keep checking on all that and uh, seeing you and the mayor there talking every now and then. Those are good updates. Good. Good. Appreciate it. Thank you for Thanks having for us. Thanks for coming today. in. All yeah. Right, yeah. Jeff, you. good to have you too. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. Town manager Brian Hercules and uh, Jeff Peach, the town attorney, joining us here on Rutherford Issues today. Want to thank you so much for joining us and uh, hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you back here next time as we continue. Also, uh, keep in mind that if you missed any part of the show, maybe you came in late and uh, wanted to find out, well, what was that that Brian said or Jeff mentioned this or earlier Mike Sparks, well, you can check out the podcast at wgnsradio.com just uh, tap on podcast and rutherford issues you can listen back to it there or wherever you listen to audio subscribe to wgns and itunes uh, stitcher google play all those places where you find your audio and you can listen back to your favorite programs we'll see you back here tomorrow have a great day everybody